Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about all the types of mortgages and the definitions associated with mortgages. They say while the cat's away, the mice are out to play <laughs> and John is away for this episode. So we've got Laura and Asha to have a little bit of fun. Hey, Asha. Hey, Laura. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Very well. Hey, Asha. Hello, Laura. It's good to meet the face behind Behind. the voice. Yes. (laughs) He's not not John Farnham. (laughs) The voice. Um, I could be. Yeah. So, these two haven't met before. (laughs) No. Face to face. Although, oh no, you'd left my party before Asha got there. You would have remembered. Yes. Yes. Surely. Yeah. 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 Uh, And that's right. John is away today and I feel a bit naughty. Uh, because I want to do some fun stuff and he's not here. So, I will say, if you have not listened to our podcast before, don't listen. Stop right now. Because <laughs> don't listen to this. Don't listen to this episode because it's going to be... It's not representative. It's not representative. John's the voice of reason. <laughs> yes. And, and the reason has gone. <laughs> hey, shout out to the Facebook group. I'm just yes. scrolling through some posts now. Hayley Walden, she's put a post up about her and her boyf going on a European trip. Um, Annie Thomas put a post up about any referral codes for um, UpBank. Um, Han Doe, N-H-A-N, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that. Oh, this is, hey guys, just curious if income insurance is tax deductible. And the answer is basically yes, but check with your accountant. But yeah. Um, lots of activity going on in the group. Leon David asked a question about um, micro-investing. Oh, Tegan Carnell asked asked about us wanting to do an episode on salary sacrifice. We will do that. Uh, but yeah, the Facebook group is banging. You guys are in there. You get amongst it. Is it among or amongst? Uh, amongst. 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 Yeah. You guys are in there. You guys get amongst it. And it's, uh, it's good times. Should I ask questions as well? You cannot ask questions. Really? No. Well, you can. Whatever. Can I get a novated lease yet? Please? Sure. Whatever. <laughs> Knock yourself out. And um, and thanks to everybody who's downloaded and participated in my cash flow spending course. Um, a lot of people have done that, hundreds, and I basically don't get any negative feedback about it, which is good. Yeah. Um, the only negative feedback I get because it is my personal spreadsheet is there's typos in it, which I kind of think it's kind of cool because, <laughs> you know, it's my personal sheet that I use. And that's good. It's good. So, how much is it again, Glenn? It's $59. $59 doesn't get you something that's grammatically correct. Exactly. Just yeah, sure, financially. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, I'll put it up to 200 <laughs> if you want to. Sound. If you yeah. want me to pay a copywriter $300 for two hours to go through it, sure, I'll charge $200. And it's a special one-time offer. You can get the grammar correct version for $69. <laughs> Some people probably would. You're listening to My Millennial Money. In this episode, it'll be one of the best you'll ever hear because for once, there's someone more interesting than me on there. It's Laura from La La Social Club. So as we said at the outset, we are talking about mortgages, banking, acronyms, definitions, and all that stuff. So it's an educational episode. Again, if you are new to the podcast, that first little bit before here, probably, ah, whatever, that's us. We're, we're loose around here. <laughs> so, so we apologize profusely. Uh, but if you don't want to listen to it, you don't have to because it's not costing you anything. Uh, is that too... <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, it's interesting marketing strategy. You can't complain if it's free. Yeah. My, exactly. My you comments can, are worth what you pay for them. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that. That's funny. Um, okay. So, what we're going to do, I was thinking about this the other day with like Seinfeld and when um, George was, um, and a lot of people might not know this, but Costanza was versing the bubble boy mm-hmm. in a game. And it was a guessing competition or something. I don't know. I don't Trivial know. pursuit. Trivial pursuit. Yeah. Um, not everyone has watched every episode of Seinfeld like I probably have and Asher probably has. Yes. Um, but if you're under 25, you might not. You would know of Seinfeld. But anyway, in this scene, I'm going to play it because I want to be kind of like smug and like George when I ask Asher and Laura questions and they don't <laughs> get them right. So, let's have a quick listen to this. Okay. History. This is for the game. How you doing over there? Not too good. (laughs) All right, bubble boy. Let's just play. Who invaded Spain in the 8th century? That's a joke. The Moors. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm so sorry. It's the Moops. The correct answer is the Moops. Moops? Let me see that. That's not moops, you jerk. Uh, so, yes. basically, the bit that I want to... I liked when he's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, let's get into some basics around yes. mortgages, um, acronyms, all that crap. So, I guess the first one. So, Asha, you recently got a mortgage. That's right. For your first home. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, Twin Gables is the name of the house. Yes, it is. <laughs> you you, you know? named it? No, it already no, had a name. It was this tacky thing. And I went to remove it like the day we got the keys. <laughs> I had the screwdriver in my hand. My wife's like, no. Yeah, Twin it Gables. It will remain Twin Gables. Twin Gables is staying. <laughs> <laughs> twin yeah, it, no, it Gables. is serious. Yeah. I, feel like a, I feel like a special victim. Yeah. <laughs> well, a you special are special. Victim. So, and again, I'm really sorry. John's not here. So, I feel like I, I can do whatever I want when John's not here. So You have our permission. Yeah, thanks. Mm. Um, so, how did you set up your mortgage? Through a mortgage broker. Okay, that's cute, but like... <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not going to ask me anything more than that. <laughs> so, it was... Okay. Was it a P and I mortgage? What do you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> okay. Laura. This is I, where you get to be smug, by the way. Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> okay. If I said a P and I loan... Yeah. Would you know what that means? Is that principal and interest? Yes, yes. it is. Congratulations. Yes, yeah, I know that, ah, yeah. I, um, I don't have a mortgage, but like, yeah. I just know some acronyms. Yeah. I don't think it is. <laughs> okay. So, the first one. No, it's not. Basic principal and interest. The, when you make a repayment on a mortgage or a loan, you part of that payment is usually the principal. So, if I borrowed $500,000 for a home, each month I might pay, you know, Two and a half, three grand, or whatever it is. I don't know thirty-two hundred. I'm probably it's probably closer to that. It's fine. Um, we, we won't get into the details, but uh, don't Google it. Um, <laughs> part of that monthly repayment is the principal, and a part the other part is the interest. So a traditional mortgage will have a principal and interest repayment. So over a 25, 30 year term, you will be paying off the loan, and also paying less and less interest as you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so that now sense. that you've clarified that, I wish to rescind my previous <laughs> comment and say, yes, it is a fair <laughs> Well, there you go. Well, um, thank you so much. I'll see you later. Yeah. That concludes your TED talk. Uh, <laughs> what up, Ted? Ted approached me and wanted me to do a, a chat on oh, really? the TED talks. And I, well, really? Cause, yeah. Because what is it? Is it... Um, Who is Ted? It's... I don't know. Is, is Ted like thoughts about meaningful or current or fresh ideas or something like that I don't that that's the slogan yeah right it's meant to be it's like an exchange of ideas yeah so as, long, right. as long as it's an idea yeah I, I said to them i said i got nothing fresh on you to say i don't know if i can help <laughs> but maybe it's the way you say it that's fresh and yes See? standing there all smug like oh no yes exactly exactly <laughs> okay so interest only loan io interest only so generally what that means is if you're getting charged interest throughout the year, you can, on that monthly basis, pay the interest only. So, the capital or the principal is not decreasing. So, usually back in the day, well, and a lot of people probably still do it, would buy an investment property. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and I'll use the example of a $500,000 investment property, we're not paying the actual loan down. We are just paying interest only. Mm -hmm. So with the goal of paying interest on the loan, claiming that interest as a tax deduction, so the loan still after two years is still $500,000. After five years, it's still $500,000. But hopefully your investment property has gone up to $600,000. Does that make sense? I remember sense? that mm-hmm. from last time. We talked yes. about this quickly and I was like, yeah. why would you want to get a loan we don't pay off? Exactly. And then you gave that answer. But so. weirdly, right. in Australia at the moment, you'll pay a higher interest rate for interest-only loans because mm-hmm. APRA tapped the banks on the shoulders and wanted them to slow down lending and particularly investment lending. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a higher interest rate. So broadly speaking, there's two types of loans. You can get interest-only or principal and interest. So interest only would also, at this point, I guess, be more risky as well because you're paying a lot more interest on it and you're not sure whether or not you're you know, going to get capital gains. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but again, it depends where... Um, oh, no. <laughs> I'm so happy I got that right. Yeah. So, so that's kind of the bread and butter. Now, there's generally three types of mortgages. And it's funny we're doing like a mortgage episode and there's not a mortgage broker in here, but whatever. Send the hate mail to Asha Phillips underscore <laughs> uh, whatever. 69, 420. <laughs> yeah. And at hotmail.com. Uh, Laura underscore, underscore butterfly kisses at. Oh, what was your like year? I'm not eight? talking about yeah, my no, email address. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not actually. Uh, I'm oh, really not. I'm oh, really not. Okay. <laughs> She's not. So she's going to no? No. Okay. maybe if people listen to the end, maybe yeah, maybe <laughs> a reason to stick around. Yes. Uh, so there's basically three main types. Okay, the first type is, and I like to call it a vanilla mortgage. Okay, so what that would mean is, say for example, I had Bank A over here. So I I do all my general banking with Bank A, and I get a vanilla plain everyday mortgage with bank B over here, each month bank B would just take money from my bank A or any other account and just automatically over to that mortgage. So a vanilla mortgage and it could be principal and interest or interest only. So it just sits out there and you pay it off over 25, 30 years. Okay. So that's the first type of loan, which might be a good option for you. And that's why you really need to speak to a mortgage broker to work out what loan structure is best for your situation. Um, The second type is what we would generally call uh, a loan with a redraw facility, okay? So, for example, if you had that $500,000 mortgage and you made payments over the year, which which meant that you owed less than the $500,000, You've got the facility. So, if you pay $20,000 of the principal off, mm-hmm. you've got the uh, the ability to withdraw money that you've paid down onto it. So, redraw from mm-hmm. the loan. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Any questions? You're just sitting there looking at me. Well, no. We're no questions. learning. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning, Glenn. Yeah, this is what it sounds like when someone's learning. Oh, They're quite oh, attentive. <laughs> I think I have a redraw function on my loan. Maybe. Doubt it, but uh, you might. I can take money out of it. Yeah, that might be option three, which is the offset facility. Uh, yeah, okay, that's it. Yeah. Actually, it was funny. I was I was emceeing an event the other day. It was like 230 people in the room, and I get up there and, you know, got banging jokes happening, you know, really working that room, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they just don't talk back to you. Oh, they don't. I don't feel comfortable. No one wants to be the person that is like the only person talking that's not you. I want to be heckled from the room so I can like... I think you're maybe doing the wrong rooms. Yeah. (laughs) So, so yes, the third type is, and again, is the offset account. Now, I think I remember explaining this to you one of the last episodes, Laura. Yes. I didn't know what an offset account was. So, do do you remember... Um, I think I do. Yep. Oh, no. It's it's kind of a sub, like it's kind of sits across from your mortgage yes. in this little land yes. over here. Sure. D- is that Does that make sense? 
I, I will reword it um, instead of little land. <laughs> so, I'm talking with my hands. Yeah, yeah. So, I like to talk with my hands. <laughs> but no one can see us except yes. for the... This is the little People. land option, we guess. <laughs> little land. Oh, you've come in to sign off on your little land mortgage. <laughs> um, okay, so picture two squares in the sky, okay? The first square on one side, if it's a $500,000 mortgage, has $500,000 in it. The second square is a bank account, which has $100,000 in it. Okay, okay, so how did these squares get in the sky? I put them there. The little land. The little land sky. <laughs> okay. Now... On an offset account by nature offsets interest that you have to pay on the other side of the fence. So if I've got $100,000 in my offset account and my mortgage is $500,000, I will only be charged interest based on $400,000 because I've offset $100,000 of interest. However, this account over here with $100,000 will not earn interest. So, the interest I'm uh, earning. Okay. Yep. So, realistically, a normal bank account might get 2% interest. Okay. Mm-hmm. If your mortgage is 4%, technically, with an offset account, you are earning 4% interest on your $100,000 over here because you're not having to pay 4% interest. Cool. Right. So, if you had a savings account, for example. Yes. You do, I guess you'd have to determine whether or not it's better off if you make your savings account in your offset account exactly. so you don't pay as much interest on your yes. loan or if it's just better to have it in a savings account. And yes. It is. Yeah. And remember, any interest that you earn... So, if I had a bank account that earned $1,000 interest, that's considered income on your tax return. Mm-hmm. Now, if I've got money in an offset account, offsetting 4% interest that I'm paying over here... Remember, that's tax-free. So, technically, cool. yep. you could gross up that 4%. It might be worth 5% based on your um, income. Oh. I might have to have a chat to you, Glenn. Have a chat to your mortgage broker. So, actually... Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about mortgages. See you soon, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, actually, Asher just used Genevieve uh, Fordham from Sphere Finance. Now, if you do want to buy... Uh, a property, I just recommend you've got to see a mortgage broker because they can Mm. sit down and look at your situation and say, look, we think this account here, Mm. we think this mortgage here is better suited to you based on X, Y, Z. Yeah. So So good. Yeah. Like I always explain people that I know about mortgage brokers from my perspective, which is that I have no idea what I'm doing, which is why I get someone who does know what they're doing. Yeah, But I'd even recommend if you do know what you're doing or think you know what you're doing, it's still worth going and speaking to someone who does I mean, it every single for day. sure. Like, I conceptually under... Are, are we cold in here? No, I'm fine. I took my jumper off because I had the heater on. No, okay. I'm good. Um, like, I conceptually know how mortgages work. Yeah. And I know the structures and all that. I know the structures what I want. I don't have time to go to four different banks, chat with a banker at the counter and suss out whether I can get a loan from them. The good thing is what a mortgage broker would do, if, for example, they said, okay, Asher, based on your situation, we know this bank or lender over here will not give you a mortgage because you just don't meet their criteria. We know that. Now, if you went over to that bank, there's a chance that they would still apply anyway, run a credit thing on your file, Mm -hmm. And put an inquiry in your credit rating mm-hmm. and then say, oh, no, sorry, you don't qualify. Because that banker wants to tick the box of probably I've had a meeting, I've had applications. Yep. Whereas if you go to a mortgage broker, they're not going to put a, a credit inquiry on your file with that bank because they know that that bank would not work. So, the mortgage brokers are more in your kind of corner with oh, you they are, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah it's in their best interest for yeah. you to get the best yeah, possible that's right. yeah and i mean they fit. get a commission from whatever bank they use i'm not even worried if um they do get a commission because realistically there's not as if one bank pays triple yeah. the amount of commission yeah. like it's pretty yeah. much all the same but across. it's a free service to use a mortgage broker as well right? effectively yeah, yeah. because yeah. the bank are paying them 
Yeah. I mean, it all comes out in the wash in the interest rate. So yeah. Yeah. it's but there's no money that you generally have to outlay. No, yeah, absolutely. Oh, which absolutely. is which is yeah. such a thing that you don't maybe know as like someone who's not bought a house. Yeah. Oh, oh it's, actually, it's a free free service. I don't have to pay for it up front. Yeah, that's what I thought like initially. That. I was yeah. like initially hesitant because I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should be paying for something that maybe won't turn out to be anything. But yeah. then yeah, you totally. find out it's not going to cost anything the other way, than your time. Yeah, yeah, the way that the mortgage broker business models kind of work is they will generally sit down and have a chat with anyone at no cost and just tell you if it's worth it or not, yep. okay? Now, they could spend five hours with you and be a very complex case and it could be a very small loan size and might not get much money from you, but it's kind of like a bit of a socialist model. But the next case they work on could be a, a huge income, huge mortgage, really easy and take them five minutes. So, totally. it's kind of swings and roundabouts. Yep. And generally speaking with mortgage brokers and even that of – it's kind of the same. It's like you will spend as much time with that client regardless yep. because it's not really about the money. You just want the best outcome for them. Yep. And a mortgage broker, like they, they're in this crap every day. So, totally. I just think anyone who does not use a mortgage broker, you could be doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. And then there's the other thing of like, if you had a question about your mortgage, you're going directly to a bank, then you've got, you're dealing with a different person every time, right? Yeah. That's a good question. Because my mortgage broker, I, um, you know, the interest rate cuts recently. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, hey, did St. George, because my mortgage yep. is with St. George. He's like, yeah, straight away, this is the deal. Sick. Where it's just... I, I'm a big on relationships. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do not disturb. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes. And with, the, like, with a, like if you don't go through a broker and you just want to interact with your bank and if bias is something that you're worried about, then, I mean, that's exactly what you get from a bank is yeah. that they're obviously going to be talking about what they can do for you and their products. They're not going to be talking about what else is out there. So. No, like if I walk into CBA, I categorically, I'm going out on a limb here, but I categorically think that you're not going to walk out with a NAB loan. <laughs> <laughs> unless yeah. you have a particularly disgruntled employee. Who's yeah, just like, just check right. this one out. Yeah. So if you are in the market for uh, an investment property, a new home, or you just on the and actually it's interesting. Like Genevieve, she helps a lot of our listeners uh, who are first home buyers. Mm. If you are on the way and you've got debt free and you're on the way and saving lots of money, reach out to me at sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help, get in touch. I can introduce you, and then you can just say to her like, "Oh, hey, we've got thirty grand saved. We want this. Give us a working target." Because a lot of the time, a lot of people, they'll just keep saving, thinking they need to save 50 or 60 grand. Yeah. Well, you might be able to get into the market uh, with 30 grand and pay a little bit of LMI, which brings me to the next acronym. Lenders Mortgage Insurance. How does Lenders Mortgage Insurance work, Asha? Oh, I think Laura wants to answer this I was just thinking, I'm so glad you asked Asha that question. How does it work? If... You have to borrow more than a particular percentage of the house's value, then you have to pay lender's mortgage insurance, something like that. Yes. Or if you don't have enough of a um, deposit. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that new 5% thing. Yeah. What, can you talk me through that? Yeah. So what's the new 5% thing? Let's just... Are we going to... We will get to that, Laura, but I just want to cover off lenders' mortgage insurance quickly first. So, if there was a property for sale, $500,000, any bank will make you pay LMI if you have less than... If you have less than 20% of the deposit. So, Mm -hmm. for example, $500,000 property, without paying LMI, you'll need to put $100,000 into that property or perhaps get a parental guarantee to secure $100,000 against your parents' home. Yeah. The reason why, if you do not pay your loan, the banks believe that it's very unlikely for a property price to fall less than 20%. So, if they gave you a 100% loan, Asha, of $500,000, and you couldn't pay the loan and the market shat itself... And the house is only now worth four hundred thousand dollars. Yep. The bank, where are they getting the hundred from? 
So that's how they came to the twenty percent number. It's yeah. just that it's just the consensus I, that it yeah. shouldn't drop more than twenty percent. I think so. I don't actually know the answer, but that's all I can assume that the actuaries with the insurers and data yeah. would say that it'd be very, very unlikely for a property price to fall twenty percent. Yeah. What if what if it was like a big sinkhole opened up underneath my house? You'd would that, hope you're about, insured. Would that drop the value? What about what happened at Williamtown where all the houses are now worth nothing? Yeah, well that's an issue, isn't it? Yeah. Because what so that lender's mortgage insurance insures the homeowner or the bank? The bank. So, right. for example, if you had to borrow, uh, so if you only had five percent or twenty-five grand mm. to put into that five hundred thousand dollar property, the bank would say, "Yeah, we can lend you money, but you need to pay LMI." Yeah. Now that could cost fifteen thousand dollars that LMI, but it's an insurance product that if you stop paying, the insurance company will cover the difference if the house is sold and the bank was out of pocket 50 grand, 100 grand or whatever. Right. Don't you think that's like a strange dichotomy that... It's a racket, yes. That the bank is charging you so they can insure themselves? Yes. Yeah, that, that in a, is interesting. In a perfect, Why don't they just not give you the loan? Well, they want the business. Yeah, right. And most people are so like, I want the property, I'll do it at any cost. It's probably the only insurance I've heard of where... You have to pay for someone else's benefit. Yeah, absolutely. And the weird thing is, there was a story on like Four Corners or Seven that one of those ABC shows a couple of years ago, where this guy went. Um, he went like he was out of work for a while. The bank came, took his house. The LMI insurance company paid the bank back. Then the LMI company then went after him. Still, really? really? Yeah. So it's. It's a it's a scandalous thing. I mean, it is for the worst case scenario. Yeah. But just because you've got LMI, if the worst case did happen, the LMI insurer can come after you. Wow. Read that fine pin. Giddy up. So crazy. So now, what the federal government announced prior to the election, Scomo, my mate, Scomo. <laughs> Are you guys wonder, friends now? I wonder why they did it before the election. I don't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a bit weird, isn't it? I only said my mate because I got a photo with him when I was at Parliament House a couple of months ago. <laughs> don't actually know him. Um, Can you ask him what happened at the Engadine McDonald's in 1997? What did happen there? You're going to have to Google it. I don't know. <laughs> There's apparently something, ScoMo did something at the Engadine McDonald's in 1997 and the public deserves to know. <laughs> I could go some Maccas right now, actually. How good are nuggets? How good are well, nuggets? So this this, sco- <laughs> this scomo thing is a bit related to nuggets. Yes. Is it? Um, yeah. So on the five percent first homeowners deposit thing, the government guarantee, effectively, what they will do is, and scomo announced this two days before the election or a couple of days before. Um, I guess it was fishing for votes, which you know all politicians do. Uh, Labor then said, oh, if we get him, we'll do it anyway. Um, so, But how it works conceptually, and once we get more details out, we'll do a bit of a deep dive, but there's been no data or details on this. If, Asha, you were a first home buyer. Oh, no, you've got your home. Shut up. Go away. Yeah, Laura. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm the example. Yeah. I want to be the so, example. So, Laura, you and Nath, you know, you want to be married, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that, that. <laughs> love, 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 whatever, whatever. Let's just talk money, all right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, you guys are in love. Um, so, if you and Nath wanted to buy your first home yes. and did not, and it was a five hundred thousand dollar property, mm-hmm. and you only had twenty five thousand dollars saved, yeah, the banks could give you the loan because the government would guarantee that shortfall. If you couldn't pay. Wow. That's essentially what it is. So instead of the LMI paying $15,000 for the LMI, the government would guarantee Wow. somehow. So the government so, are like my bank parents yeah, guaranteeing. Basically. Yeah, the government is basically being the parental guarantee. Yeah, right. Except there's actually governance around how a parental guarantee works as opposed to... Yeah, I mean, like anything, most things the government touch is a debacle, so I'm not hanging my (laughs) hopes on it if I'm a first-time owner. And they reckon it's only available for 10,000 people per year. What's the selection criteria? Whoever gets in first? Yeah, I don't know. It it could be... I I just don't know. So, so And where do we find out more, like... This is an aside, but where would... Like, what should we be reading to really... Aside from 
you know, My subscribing to this podcast. Yeah. What, what else should we be reading to actually get a clear objective, like info on that? Uh, the Treasury website. Okay. I mean, that's not going to be amazing reading, but that's yeah. probably where the detail will be. Right. Um, Treasury.com. <laughs> .gov.au. <laughs> okay, .gov. Speak to your financial advisor. Or mortgage broker. Yeah, and one would think the mortgage brokers should be all over this. Or just ask yes. them the Facebook page. Yeah. There's ask always the plenty of free group. financial advice in there. Totally. How <laughs> funny is the... Oh, no, it won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you've got to be careful online taking advice from people that may... Be Russian bots. <laughs> one, be Russian bots. Bots. <laughs> bots. <laughs> or two... Plenty of nuts out there, too. Um, have... Freaking their eyeball up to their eyeballs in debt and have no freaking idea. I don't know how they're in a position to give you financial advice. So salty. Listen to him. He's just <laughs> livid. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all good. Oh, I'm fine. I'm just upset. Um, okay, so. Got another acronym for us, champ? Yes. What is conditional finance approval? Do you want to have a crack? No. No? Oh, no? <laughs> Um, I think conditional approval is it's approved in principle. So based off what they you have provided them, yeah. they will approve you. But um, there are basically further inquiries they want to make. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, they'll, if, pr- they'll approve you under conditions. Yeah. So I'll just use a practical example for the sake of it. Um, yeah. So, hey, you've put your application in. The mortgage broker has information from the lender and says, yeah, we're actually will give Asher and Maggie the loan. However... Uh, you put on the loan that there was a five grand credit card. We just want a copy of the document to say that that credit card has been closed and cancelled. So that could be a condition. Mm-hmm. So we'll give you the loan, the mortgage, if that condition, on this condition that we, upon settlement, we get a letter to say that debt doesn't exist anymore or something like that. Sweet. So conversely, scandalous, what do you think an unconditional... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I mean, firstly, these aren't acronyms; these are just complete well, words. Well, they're definitions. Oh, but... oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah. they're definitions. Um, Laura, you want to have a crack at that? <laughs> yeah, Laura, what, what would an unconditional financial finance approval be? That means you just got it, right? Yeah, yeah. perfect. It means they love you no matter what, like a yeah. child. Do they just do they call it unconditional? Yeah, yeah. legit. I yeah. thought they just say approved. No, it's an unconditional no. approval wow. because it's not a conditional approval. Perfect. <laughs> That's the, smug, that's the that most thing? smug you've sounded this whole time. Right? Like, oh, no. Oh, oh, it's, no. It's unconditional because it's no conditions. There are no conditions. Okay. Um, right. What's LVR? I have no idea. Uh, is it still in the context of mortgages? Yes. Answer? Yes. LVR. Is it the R stand for and rebate? It's, and it's a ratio. Oh. Um... Oh, something value rate. Is it a value? Is the V a value? Yes. So L value ratio. Lend lend to val- uh, lending to value ratio. Hello? Loan loan, loan value. Oh, ratio. That makes so much more sense. We're talking yeah. about loans. So loan to value ratio. So which is a percentage. So if the loan was four hundred thousand dollars and the value of the property was five hundred thousand dollars. I get my calculator and go 400 divided by 500 equals 80%. So most banks will lend without LMI on LVR of 80%. Anything above 80%, you'll have to pay LMI. LMI. Gotcha. So, and it, yeah. So an LVR of. 79% you, and lower, you'll be required to pay an LMI. No, above. Oh, wait, no, above, sorry. Yeah. I'm just trying to use as many acronyms in a sentence as possible. <laughs> no, forget it. Move on. <laughs> so, I, I mean, there's a couple of other ones here. What's equity? This one, I I hear it all the time and mm. sometimes I feel like I know what it is, but then someone uses it in some other context and I'm like, mm. it is. Isn't it just value in <laughs> assets? Money, property, whatever, like... Yeah. So, if my property, that this mythical property of $500,000 that 
we've purchased mm-hmm. and we put $100,000 in. Go us. So, yeah, we're just killing it. Hashtag. Nice. It was actually a little estate in Africa. <laughs> um, <laughs> you need to get new songs. We do. We do. We I'm not- gonna, I think people should put in requests. Yeah, totally. Um, so, <laughs> if the value of the estate was $500,000 and the loan was $400,000 and mm-hmm. we put in our $100,000... Mm-hmm. the equity in that property would be $100,000 because equity is something you own. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay, so this is where okay, I've been cool. missing yes. it. So stocks on the stock exchange are equities Yeah. because you own them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So it's a value, but it's whatever the value that you own or your portion yeah, of the value. Yeah. So you have so, to be valued at $500,000, but if you only paid $100,000... Dollars of it, your equity in that property is yes. actually only a hundred thousand. Yeah, so technically, if this property went up to seven hundred thousand dollars, you would have three hundred thousand dollars equity, and then what you could do, you could get that property refi- uh, revalued, and technically use one hundred thousand dollars of that to go and buy another five hundred thousand dollar property mm-hmm. in which country? Good one. You know it. So, yeah, that's equity. Um, Let's recap. There's two repayment types, which are... P and I. And? Interest only. Yeah. So, principal and interest. I-O. And I-O. I-O. Sorry. Whatever. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I'll cry about it later. (laughs) You're basically a mortgage refresher. There's... Yes. Broadly, three types of mortgage structures. Let's go through them. The first one. Vanilla. Yeah, yeah just a plain <laughs> vanilla mortgage. Yeah. Is there actually a term for that? I don't know. Just, I think it's just a mortgage. Just mortgage. Yeah, I think. Um, the other one's offset. Well, it would actually be a mortgage without an offset facility mm-hmm. okay. or a... Well, this is the one. This yeah. is why I didn't say that one because I yeah. can't remember it. Which is why I said sure. offset. So, so wait, you've got the off, you've got the regular mortgage, and you've got the mortgage with the offset. Yeah, the one in the middle. What's the one in the middle? I thought the offset one was the one. No, in the that middle. was the one. No, at the no, end. no, that was the one at the end. The one in the middle. It was a mortgage with a redraw facility. Right. Right. Which technically is almost like an offset. For example, yeah. So, if I had a mortgage with five a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage. And I put $100,000 extra into it. And I think you can only redraw the extra payments that you put into it. Actually, pretty sure. Um, give me bad feedback, mortgage brokers out there. You would only pay interest on the $400,000. Gotcha. Yes. Understand. I think but that's why you could actually just redraw the money. Hey, Laura. Hey, Glenn. When you and Nathan, like, get married, start a family and, mm-hmm. and be all cute and want to buy a house and get a mortgage, where are you going to get your mortgage? I'm going to go to a mortgage broker. Well, no, you're going to go to sortyourmoneyout.com <laughs> and then click get help. Yes. And I'm going to ask you a couple little questions and introduce you to a mortgage broker that is best suited for you because why don't we want to go to a bank, Laura, directly? Banks are bad. <laughs> That's right. So, basically, a mortgage broker, they will look at your situation and recommend the most appropriate loan for your circumstances. Indeed. I think that sounds really good. So, what's the website again? It's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Perfect. It's as simple as that. That is very simple. And remember, Laura, it's not a house. It's a home. Perfect. So, there was an article, it was the first week of June, it was on ABC News, Hack might have even talked about it, not sure. Yeah. They did? <laughs> yes, they I, did. Think that was, I think that okay. was the one that Beth was talking about, yeah. yeah. Well, Tom Tilly, this is how you actually do it, mate. <laughs> do you want to hear my Tom Tilly impression? Yeah. Mm, yeah, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, sorry. <laughs> no matter what he said. Mm, yeah, right. <laughs> That's funny. ABC, I am employable. Yeah, look out. In a de facto relationship, it won't save you from the cost of a divorce. Now, when... So, Laura's sister sent this to us in emoji crying to you, laughter, saying this is hilarious. I don't know. Was it that? No, I think she was saying you need to talk about this. Oh. 
Imagine. What? No, I, I don't like, think that's. Did you find it funny? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyway, so I'm reading this. I'm like, yeah, big deal. I know this, but I think it's important to swing back around. Do you want yeah. to recap the long and the short of it, one of you? No, well. No. You don't, you don't remember, do I you? I think you should. <laughs> I think Asher should. Well, Wait, I've, done you know home- I've done the homework. So, uh, so I think what I think the uh, I sent it to you no, like no, no, an no. hour ago. No, yeah. I'm, what I'm, yeah. I'm about to give a preamble. Okay? Oh, okay. I think what's instructive about this article is that I think everyone has an idea that if you're in a de facto relationship, that at some point it becomes as if you are in a married relationship in terms of your finances and things like that. Yeah. What I think the article does a good job of is actually reminding you of what that time frame is, because I've heard from. Lots of my friends are like, oh, no, it's five years. Oh, it's seven years, two years, three years. And no one really has an idea. So this article um, goes through a story of um, a woman who was in a relationship uh, with a man. They were in a relationship for two years uh, where they were living together. So they were living together for two years. And she had assets. And she had assets. So they had purchased a house um, together. And as I, well. think she, she, I think she even had an investment property. I must confess I didn't read the whole thing. <laughs> well, I, I certainly didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, yeah. these, this couple broke up yeah. and she was, I guess, shocked and surprised at how much he could get from her and vice versa as well. Yeah. And they'd only been living together for two years, yeah. um, in a relationship living together for two years. Yeah. So, it's sort of like, yeah, just think about who you're going to potentially Shack live up with. with. Yeah. 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 And I, I guess it's one of those things like, I, I always say it all the time and- Call me old fashioned. <laughs> no, go on. Redraw, re- <laughs> redraw mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> I think I will end up getting a redraw mortgage. No, but I, I just, I don't know. Like, I probably, no, I'll say it. I probably will not move in with somebody until I marry them. Yeah. More so, I think, to protect all my money. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's just be Call honest. Call me old-fashioned. <laughs> Call me romantic. Fuck, I want to protect my money. Yeah. I, There's no uh, nice way of saying it, though, really. There it's like, is well, no nice I, I way guess, of saying that. Like, uh, only because, like, it's just you work so hard for all your stuff. And I'm just like, you know what? Move in, get married, make it official that we are, have the intention of being life partners. And if it ends 10 minutes later, take half my stuff. I guess I just don't want to fall into that trap of having... And I'm an introvert, so I don't actually need to live with anyone. <laughs> it's bliss. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't need any human contact at all. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so, I, I, I just think... I don't even know where it, we're no, going. No, it's probably just more about knowing. You just need to know. Yeah, yeah. You just need to know that at what point does it become, oh, man, like this person's going to take half my crap. Or... I'm going to take half their crap. <laughs> yeah, whatever way you look at it. Glass half empty or half full. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, if he's a pain in the ass and he's got a bit of Monet or she's got a bit of Monet yeah. and you've been living together for 18 months and you think it's over, just wait six months, <laughs> then start That's the proceedings. Horrible. Start the proceedings. <laughs> but that is... That's a hot tip there from Glenn. Yeah. But, you know, like broaching that topic mm. is super interesting, right? Like what's the... Like, I have a friend who they're talking, you know, about prenups and things. And it's kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's not something you talk about in conversation, really. Yeah. I. Well, maybe that's just me. Yeah. Do you, do you, does prenup come in conversations? I mean, not for me, but as Glenn would say, personal finance is personal. Yeah, trademark. but I mean, like socially, do people ever oh, talk no, about so, that? Socially, no. Like, I don't know what any of the situations are with any of my friends and my friends don't know, you know, my yeah, situation either. But I think, I think it's interesting because I think there's this like real strong pull that if you want to have that conversation with your partner or if you think that you need to, I think there's this idea that that somehow takes away from the relationship and mm. you're somehow communicating that, I don't trust you. And, and you're I think, a bit like Kanye West kind of vibe. Well, yeah, exactly. That's a, I think of that. What's Seriously, that song? watch his interview with David, David Letterman. Letterman. I watched it last I night. I watched it. Oh, he goes on a rampage, oh, doesn't he? Crazy. But he's, he's pretty smart. Yeah. Or do you think he's smart on a surface level, not like knows some big words? I, th- I think he knows how to make a really good word salad. That's about it. Yeah. I think he has, you think he knows a lot of big words. 
There's a lot going on there. Yeah. yeah. That was, but it was a cool interview to watch. It was, yeah. It was cool watching David Letterman try to rally it. Totally. Um, bring it home kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> trying to like herd it got trying out of to land control. this ship. Actually, you know, one the interesting thing about that interview yes. was Letterman actually got so engrossed, he ended up talking about his own mental health stuff. And I, like as I think as an interview like that, you wouldn't throw it back onto you maybe. Yeah. I don't know. He does open. I, yeah. I've, I've heard him talk about sure. his mental health stuff. Since he left um, like the late, was it the Tonight Show? Yeah, the late yeah, show. The late the, show. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon he was the funniest of them all. Him and Conan. They were my people. He's pretty funny. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, is funny as well? Um, I watched the George Clooney one and George Clooney interviewed so well. Like he was asking yeah. David Letterman questions, blah, blah, blah. Then I watched the Jay-Z one and Jay-Z was so awkward. He was... It, Just like standoffish and yeah, like... But like it's the difference between an actor and a musician, I guess. Totally. It's like an actor knows how to work the room and speak and I've, all those I've things. Just got a, yeah. Got a problem, Laura. Yeah. Why don't we call it JZ in Australia? <laughs> well. Well, because, I mean, it's, he's the artist and it's his name. It's his name. But Jay-Z. It's like, but it's JZ. JZ. Anyway, but... <laughs> Swing it back around. Why don't we rename the Beatles? Because they're spelled wrong too. <laughs> exactly. Do it. I what don't a, care. What a stupid question. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you just have to be... And again, I'm going to redo an intro to this episode at the start to say that it's a train wreck. That's I, not very nice. I no, thought, it's very I unkind to it's been very good. me and Asha. <laughs> but that's fine. I enjoy, don't I enjoy worry about company, it. At least. Right. Yeah, yeah. Fine. So I think it's... <laughs> I think it's important, as you're saying, Laura, just to know the ramifications. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, it, there's people now getting post-nups midstream relationship. What does that mean? Well, like, hey, we've been happily married for four years. But just in case. Let's just do this just in case. It's so bizarre. See, I would not sign a prenup, to be honest. Yeah. But I would... Just want to protect myself until I'm willing to actually commit to someone for life. Which is weird because the whole society, marriage is almost defunct now. Well, there's no guarantee it's... I mean, you, you say for life. Yeah, I know. Until I, I just know for life, myself, but it's like, yeah. I mean, you think it's for life. Yeah, when, I might get sick of that person. Well, she might get sick of me. Exactly. Maybe you know. both get sick of each other. Exactly. I don't know. It's Or maybe she's not yeah. entirely sick of you, but she's... <sighs> but, you know, Asha, I'm a true romantic... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I've, I've discovered. Oh, yes, yeah. Glenn. But I think we just need to be aware that marriage, if you're not married, it doesn't mean anything in terms of the law. If you've got assets, and again, this article says rightly so, like if you both don't have two cents to scratch together or whatever, but if there's assets on the line, mm-hmm. they can all get pooled, particularly if one brings something else into the relationship, it can get pooled in. Um, and you, including your superannuation, investment assets. Wow. And I think if it's, if it's a re- conversation you think you need to have, then the best thing, I guess, relationship-wise is to be open with your partner and say it's a conversation you want to have. You mm. don't want it as something that you want to happen but have to hide from them. I mean, I think you're showing a lot more respect for the other person in your relationship if you just tell them exactly where you're at and why you want to do it. And if for whatever reason they're not okay with that, then you deal with that later. But like, you know, we're all grown-ups, right? Ish. Mm. We can sort of, like, at times, sometimes you have to separate yourself from your emotions. (laughs) Sometimes you just need to sort of make a black and white decision. Sometimes you just want to protect your neck. (laughs) And sometimes you just want to not be a dick as well. That's the other thing. Like, yeah, it's... Actually, so interesting. Weirdly, um, on the Seinfeld thing, remember when George was trying to ditch Susan, and he's and like, "I'll make a sign of prenup," and she yeah. laughs in his face, and she snatches, like, "Give it here, I'll sign the damn yeah, thing," because she makes more money than him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. So, well, oh, we might just like the second reference to George that I just identified sort of encapsulates your character during this episode. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, Do you own a Gore-Tex jacket? No. Although I, I was I was in the state shopping once and I was at this shop and I was in like I was, I was say to my friend I'm like there was a North Face thing I'm like oh North Face uh, I'm not smug enough to wear North Face or something like that 
yeah. I kid you not, the guy next to me was in a North Face jacket. It was like one of those moments. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry. Bomb, <laughs> bomb, bomb. <laughs> Basically. So I'll just finish on one question. Candice in the Facebook group asks, uh, what does she do about unexpected medical expenses? What does she do, guys? Emergency fund. Giddy up. Exactly. Giddy up. Have a pool of money that is there specifically for stuff like that. So, emergencies don't really become emergencies. Exactly. They become inconveniences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, if you want to know more about that, just Google Glenn James Emergency Fund. It will be the first link. There's a blog article about building your emergency fund, how much they have in it. There's even nice. an episode on there about an emergency fund. Hey, guys. It's been real. It's really been, good. It's been real. Been it's raw. Been raw. It's been real. It's been down to earth. But are you more edumacated about mortgages? Absolutely. I am, which is sad because I should know a little bit about it at yeah, this point. Yeah, I thought you would be all over this. I've said this before. I'm very uninterested in money. So Yeah, just like to spend it. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, thanks for coming in, guys. And thanks, I do feel really naughty that we've played up a little bit without John here. but This you know. would have been his episode to shine. Well, I know. There was a property acronym. We've got heaps of property acronym stuff, but I'm going to wait for cool. him to be there. That's good. Okay. Yeah, just as a Perfect. professional courtesy. Oh, well. To the property guy. Yeah. Good on you, John. We <laughs> miss you. Yeah. What up, John? How are you? We love you, John. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. bye. If you are after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. In fact, it's a general advice podcast. But if you do want somebody to talk to, jump onto sortyourmoneyout.com and click on get help and I'll be able to put you in touch with an advisor or a mortgage broker who can actually sit down with you or have a Skype or a Zoom meeting and really work out what you need based on your own personal circumstances. My Millennial Money supports A21. A21 is a non-profit organization that exists to abolish slavery everywhere. These guys rescue real people from human trafficking across the world. If you want to learn more about how you can contribute to the fight against human trafficking, check out a21.org forward slash au. Remember, we hang out on Insta at My Millennial Money. If you're a regular listener, you're welcome to join our Facebook group. If you want more money hacks, be sure to subscribe to My Millennial Money Express. It's short money hacks anywhere, anytime, right into your ears. Any advice in this podcast is of a general nature only and has not been tailored to your personal circumstances. Please seek personal advice prior to acting on this information. Before making a decision to acquire a financial product, you should obtain and read the product disclosure statement relating to that product. Opinions constitute our judgment at the time of issue and are subject to change. Neither the licensee, any of the National Australia Group of Companies, nor their employees or directors give any warranty of accuracy nor accept any responsibility for errors or omissions in this podcast. Glenn James, Urban Getter Proprietary Limited, trading as Sort Your Money Out, are authorised representatives of Apogee Financial Planning Limited, AFSL 230689. Firstly, has anyone – I'll ask Laura this question. Mm-hmm. When you go to a hotel, so if you're staying in a hotel for two nights, would you put the do not disturb on the room and like don't worry about coming in and redoing my room because I'm only going to be here for two nights? Or are you like, no, it's my bloody right to have my bed <laughs> made and my towels refreshed? because I'm here. I think just by default, I don't put the do not disturb thing on there. I just think... Let them come in? Yeah. What do you do, Asha? If you're staying somewhere for two or three nights, would you want them to come in and refresh your room? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> no, absolutely. Plus, I feel, uh, there's a certain sort of weirdness I feel about placing the do not disturb thing on the door. Yes, yeah, so do I. Makes me, I feel feel like like a, makes me feel like I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing and, <laughs> and they're finding out about it. Well, it's funny because I... You would think if anyone would want them to come in and redo the room, it would be me, right? I'm a do yeah. not disturb. The minute I check in, if I'm there, actually, when I stayed in the States, I was at a place for five days. I'm like, nah, don't come in for the five days. Seriously? I, my house only gets cleaned every two weeks by the cleaner. I don't need someone in my room. I was staying in a hotel in hmm. India for a month straight and they cleaned my room for an entire month straight <laughs> and it was great. Yeah, so I highly I, recommend it. Yeah, so I'm just uh, I'm not about that. Um, but here's the scenario. <laughs>
Does You're not do, about that life. Does do not disturb really mean do not disturb? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give you I knew it was scen- coming, but for some reason it's still funny. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll give you the scenario. Earlier this week, I was staying away for two nights somewhere. And it was a really nice high-end hotel. And it was very new. And it was like... The do not disturb was actually one of those digital flick buttons. Oh, yep. So the light comes on at cool. the. So it's nice. do not disturb, and that's all well and good. And I dropped back in the room one afternoon, the first afternoon. Mm-hmm. And do you know how something doesn't feel right? <laughs> yes. Generally. Generally with life. <laughs> they are just. The TV was on and it had Welcome Mr. Glenn James. And I was thinking to myself, that's weird. Did they reset it from the reception area or turn it on remotely yep. or. Mm-hmm. Because my bed was still not made. Anyway, they had replaced my complimentary water bottles. So, they disturbed when the sign clearly said, do not disturb. It was a blessing in disguise disguise, because I needed some new water, but very interesting. Weird. Did you speak to them about that? No, I just... It was just... It's so weird because I'm thinking, at what point does do not disturb actually mean don't disturb? Does do not disturb mean don't make up the room, leave the bed unmade? I mean, if you're in there, make the bed for me. I think, I think do not yeah. disturb should refer to you don't come in. Yeah, exactly. Like don't come in. Yeah. That's what I would think. Yeah. Don't disturb this space yeah. in its entirety. I know. But they, they went in and they replenished two bottles of complimentary water, which I thank them for, but also don't come in. I think yeah. they need to sort that out. You yeah. can get down to semantics around, I mean, is it really disturbing something if there's nothing there to disturb? If they're replenishing something that's not there? Is that really the kind of disturbance? I don't know. It's it's a rough gig, but anyway. Um, Name what, and shame or probably not? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, well, I don't know. it was Hotel Realm in Canberra. Oh, um, oh right. The Realm. Savings Life have commented on the live video saying that's dodgy. If the sign's up, they shouldn't enter the room. Exactly. I agree. Yes. Totally. What if you'd have been in that room? Nude. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. It's not just been in there. Doing. But, uh, yeah. God knows what. <laughs> so, watching the the reception video on your TV. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no. So we're um, we're actually live on Instagram while we're recording this. Uh, yes. And to be honest, I'll probably put this at the very back of the episode. This um, stuff, but. Um, yeah. So, Asha, yep. are you ready to say something? Uh, yeah, sure. I like a welcome because we're going to do it live. Yeah. The music's coming up now. I can hear it coming. Everyone watching, Ash is about to do the live intro. Live. <laughs> Don't stuff it. Oh, I watch this, I will. <laughs> You're listening to My Millennial Money. There's, Go. A, there's already a voiceover. You didn't hear that? You say a yeah. podcast about... Yeah, yeah, it was... You're listening to My Millennium Money. <laughs> you're, you're, you're... I thought I was going from the you're listening part. No, no. All right, just do it now then. You're listening to My Millennial Money. Make something up now. Go. Sorry, no, all right. Uh, this is the first podcast episode where someone more interesting than myself appears. Who, me? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Laura from oh, our last oh, social club. It's Oh, yay. <laughs> oh, I can't. <laughs> All right, just do that once more. Uh, you can do that one. Okay. Um, in this podcast episode, you'll hear a person who's far more interesting than me, which I know is hard to believe, but it's Laura from La La Social Club. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't nice talking. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to talk. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, that went well. Yeah, train wreck. That was, yeah, that was good. Um, all right, so. Um, Live people. Um, now, as a bonus rule, why? As a bonus tip, uh, we won't even go there. So, yeah, so that's that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just watching you, just like I know. thinking well, I was, I was gonna, Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was going to go down a rabbit warren about why you would have an offset account as opposed to a redraw. 
Well, I think that's why I didn't really remember the middle ones because they seem so The redraw seemed, yeah, kind of... Superfluous. If Under you have what a, condition would you prefer a redraw over an offset account? I don't know. If you're my mum and dad, <laughs> I love their redraw. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. But it's just... I, I think it's a, a, it's a product that probably has no huge use yeah. anymore because an offset account does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so, cool. It seems a bit superfluous. Yeah. Unless you just want to be really, really vintage... <laughs> and you just want to do everything the old way. You only, totally. you know, only drive manual cars, buy old clothing, and redraw mortgages. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Authentic. Good one. All right. So let's um, move on. Mm-hmm. Have you still got five minutes? Yeah. Because I want to talk about that article. Okay. I was going to ask when that was happening. Because um, I was confused. I thought maybe you sent the wrong email or the wrong thing to someone. 